the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and the Man. We are celebrating a great feast tonight. The feast of Theophany. And we prefer the name Theophany over Epiphany. A Theophany is the manifestation of God. We know that God was manifested in His three persons as a triune God. The voice of the Father was heard from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son. The Son was baptized on on the Jordan and the Spirit was coming upon Him. According to the witness of St. John the Baptist, he was asked, are you Christ? He said, no, I'm just a voice who coming to call out in the, and cry out in the wilderness. I'm preparing the way before Christ, the Lamb of God. I baptize by water, but he will baptize by the, the, the water and the Spirit. And the way he did that, that he took our place, we the sinners. He's not a sinner, he's the most holy. But he took the place of the sinners, and he went to be baptized by St. John the Baptist. Again, he is the most high, he's the most holy, but he took the place of the sinners, and he advanced to be baptized from from St. John the Baptist but something different St. John the Baptist was baptizing and he baptized so many and he instructed so many to repent in so many ways the, the soldiers, the Roman soldiers the, the, the Pharisees, the Jews all the people who came to him, they asked him what we should do and he told them give them instructions as a way to repent so he baptized so many he instructed so many until Jesus Christ went to be baptized by him and something very different happened the voice of the father was heard and the Holy Spirit descended on him and that's how the the human nature which was deprived since the, the, the early narrative of the Bible the early narrative of the Old Testament in Genesis that the Holy Spirit will not dwell anymore in, in, the, the, in chapter 6 of, of Genesis will not dwell in the human beings because they became sinners, corrupt but in Jesus Christ when he took our humanity we became eligible, so to speak. We became ready, prepared to receive the Holy Spirit. To dwell. We received the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in our human nature. I think you should have heard this so many times, but the question that I want to ask, and I hope each one of us should seriously ask oneself, each one of us, is we were baptized because we are born from Christian parents. 
I think as I look to the, the faces here, I think almost all the people, there is no one who converted from another, another belief or atheism or whatever. We are all baptized because our parents were Christians or are Christians and they baptized us when we were little kids. So the question again, I hope we really ask ourselves and seriously ask ourselves is Christianity part of the package that we inherited from our parents? We inherited a lot of things from our parents our blood, our DNA, our genes are the product of the genes of our parents my genes, my skin color, my face, my look are all the outcome of the genes that I inherited from my father and my mother. So is Christianity, is baptism and the privilege and the benefits and the grace that was bestowed on us part of that inheritance? I think this is a question we need, we need to seriously consider and ask. And it would be very um, sad, very sad if it is just something we inherited. It's, it's not something that we, as we grew, we understand and we experience and we know the power of that grace. One of the things that Jesus resisted so much especially in his confrontations with the Jews, that idea. We are the descendants of Abraham. We are the descendants of Abraham. Once he was speaking of, if, if you abide in my words, you are my disciples indeed. And you know the truth, and the truth will make you free. They didn't like that. This, is, this didn't sit well with them. They didn't like what he said. They said, we are free. We are the descendants of, of Abraham. We've never been into the bondage of anyone. And he told them, if you are, whoever commits sin is the, the slave of sin. Freedom can only come from me. And, and they, they went on to say, and we are the descendants of Abraham. He told them, no. If you were really the descendants of Abraham, you would do the works of Abraham. So the Jews were very picky on proving their lineage, their biological lineage. I mean, if someone would be a priest, he should show that he goes back to Aaron. He can prove that. They were very careful in keeping their records. No one can practice priesthood without proving that he comes from the, the lineage of, of Aaron, the, the high priest. So they were very picky and careful in, in that. So I think the people who, who get into that confrontation with our Lord Jesus Christ, they were able to prove, yes, we are the descendants of Abraham, but he told them, no. What I mean by being the descendants of Abraham 
is that you do his works. I can prove, I, can, I have, I know the priest who baptized me. I have a certificate of, of baptism. A, a, a nice fancy paper that says that I am baptized by this Coptic Orthodox priest on that day in this church. Is that enough? It's not. If I want to be the, the, the child of God, I need to be doing His work. If, if the Jews wanted to be the, the descendants of Abraham, they should do His work. And by the way, St. Paul made, made the, the same idea. And actually he made a much longer argument about that. To prove to the Jews in, in Romans chapter 4, that Abraham is the father of, of us all. Not by proving our biological lineage that goes back to him. No. But by believing as he was a believer. As he was a man of faith. If we have his faith, then only we can be his descendants. That's why Abraham became the father of all believers. Not through biological offspring, but through faith. So this is the first point. That if we want to be really Christians, and we are baptized, we should do the work of that life. New life we inherited from God. Not from our parents. We inherited, I mean, there are people who are fortunate enough to be born in a religious, godly, churchly parents. And there are people who are baptized but not from churchly, godly parents. They are not. I know this, is, this has an effect on each and every one of us. However, we shouldn't be relying on this. We should be relying that we are going to live according to the new life we inherited from God, not from our parents. That's why St. Paul sp spoke of the newness of life. In baptism, from the font of baptism, we received a new life that has the ability and the power to be renewed continuously, perpetually, continued in our lives. So the first point I want to make, this confrontation that, that Jesus had with the Jews, when they said, we are the descendants of Abraham, we've never been into the bondage of anyone. He told them, if you were the, the descendants of Abraham, you do the works of Abraham. The second it was about St. Paul. How to be, how for someone to be a Jew? If I asked you, how for someone to be a Jew? A Jewish person? Hmm. Hmm. Circumcision? Circumcision. It's the way, it's a sign in the flesh by which someone can, can show that he is a Jew. The, the, the example I, I gave you many times before. This ring in the left 
And it, you, it means usually, at least for us as Christian, Coptic Christians, Egyptians, I mean, if you have a ring in your left hand, you are, you are married. It's a sign for a deeper relationship you have in marriage, in wedlock. However, this is just a sign. Same thing. Circumcision was a sign for someone to get into the covenant with the people of God. So a Jew is, is a Jew by being circumcised. So St. Paul changed the notion. He revolutionized the notion of being a Jew. And he said, you know what? The Jew is not the one who is circumcised. And he says the following. For he is not a Jew who is one outwardly. Nor is circumcision that which is outward in the flesh. But he is a Jew who is one inwardly. The circumcision is just a sign in the flesh. It's the, a, a sign in the flesh, in the body. But St. Paul is saying, it should be something inside, inward. Something internal, not external, not outwardly. So he said, but he is a Jew who is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart. That's a whole new notion. That circumcision is not cutting a piece of the flesh, but it is cutting sin from the heart. So he he said, and, and circumcision is that of the heart, in the spirit. Not in the latter, whose praise is not from man, but from God. Actually, St. Stephen, in his long defense, before being stoned by the Jews, he also made the same comment. He went through all the resistance the Jews had to the word of God and his prophets. And then at the end he told them, you are uncircumcised, not by the flesh, but by the ear and by the heart. So I think we need to think the same way. We are baptized. But are we really baptized? Are we, are we really renewing the, the, the privilege, that privilege of being Christians, of being baptized? I think we need to think of that. It's not enough to say, I'm a Christian. It's not enough to say that I am baptized and I have a certificate of baptism. But what's more important that I'm inwardly, I am the child of God. I live the new life that I'm called for. I think you remember the, the, the passage that we read in every morning prayer. That we need to live according to the call by which we were called. We were called to live in his likeness and in his image. We are called to live, to reflect, and our lives reflect his image, practically. Another example to this idea, that Christianity and baptism is not something outwardly. St. Paul, in, in his first epistle to the Corinthians, actually it was read, this is, this is quoted from the passage that we read 
in the, the liturgy of the water, the La'an. He said, but with most of them, he said that all the people who went out from Egypt, they crossed the Red Sea. St. Paul viewed this as a baptism for them. They moved from sin and bondage to freedom and righteousness. So he saw the, the crossing of the Red Sea as baptism. And he said they all crossed the, the Red Sea. They were all baptized. But, but with most of them God was not well pleased. They, they, they crossed the Red Sea. They enjoyed and witnessed that great miracle of God opening a passage inside the deep water. They all enjoyed this. But God wasn't pleased with them. But with most of them, God was not well pleased, for their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Now these things became our examples. That's an example for us. You shouldn't say, I'm a Christian. I am baptized. While you, while you are not living up to that standard, that the standard of the new life we should have from baptism. So he, now these things became our examples to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. So they were evil and they committed sin. We shouldn't. You might say, okay, I've heard this message before, but still I'm sinning. I'm weak. Baptism is not just a privilege, a, pri a privilege you had, an advantage you had, and you should live according to it or up to its standard. It's more than that. It's a power that can help you if you want it. It's a power. If you wanted to live this new life, baptism was a gift, was a power that is given to you, that inside you, because the Holy Spirit is within you. And if the Spirit is within you, you can live a holy life. If God asked us to be holy, He's not asking the impossible. He gave you. You should be tested on what you studied, right? I mean, if you, if you, they asked you and gave you a, te a test in, in a material that you, you've never studied. You've never been, it has never been explained to you. I mean, if you go to a physics test, they cannot ask you in chemistry. And if they did, you will protest, you will, you will, I mean, appeal, you will say no, you will object. So if God asked us to be holy, He gave us the power of holiness. He gave us the possibility, the capability of being holy. And this capability is lying within the power of baptism. That's why St. John Chrysostom is saying, he has a nice quote that goes with the same idea. Lest through a confidence in the gift of the font, you should turn negligent of your conversation or way of, way of life after it. Even supposing you receive baptism, yet if you are not minded to be led by the Spirit afterwards, you lose the dignity bestowed upon you and the preeminence pre of your adoption. 
So it has a power. It's a gift that has a power. If, you neg- if you've been negligent to it, you, you will, yes, you are a Christian, but nominally Christian. To the power of, of baptism, there is a nice story. We read in, in the Synaxarian, and it is in, in our history. So it's under the, the it's read in the Synaxarian in the day of the 18th day of, of the month of Tut, the first Coptic month. It's about a, a celebration, a feast that the, one of the emperors, Julian the emperor, made. He made a big feast and to entertain the, the invitees of the, this celebration, of this feast, he brought a comedian. And the comedian came and started to do and to act to entertain the people. And they asked him, or the emperor asked him, he was very antagonistic, he was very much against the Christians. So he to ask the, this comedian to act what, what the Christians are doing. So this comedian started to act as if he was baptized. So he did the sign of the cross on, on the water, he got into the water and went out and said, I'm Christian. The people thought that he was acting, it's part of the play. And then he said, I'm serious, I'm a Christian. And he said, I'm Christian. And the, the emperor started to question him. What are you saying? You, you came to just to mock the Christians. What do you say? He said, when I get into the water, I, I've seen a light that I've never seen something like that. I felt a grace that, and a power that was given to me. That's why I'm declaring them and I'm announcing that I'm a Christian. Then the, the, the emperor became enraged and he started to tell him not to say that. Instead of entertaining and mocking the Christians now, the, 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 the invitees of that celebration will see the one who is coming to mock the Christians become a Christian in front of them. So he tried, he threatened him, he promised him to give him money, uh, wealth and, and whatever he asked for. And he insisted that he's a Christian. And it ended up by being martyred. So baptism is a power. I think if we decided, and if we prayed, and if we remembered and renewed our mind, that our, the power of baptism that we got is not a certificate, is not something we inherited like our skin color or, or our bodily features. It's not like that. It is something we choose, we experience. We ask God that make a change. Not in our, in our physical features, but inside. I hope we remember this when we, we are celebrating the, that great feast of Theophany. May God give us all to live in the newness of life that we were granted through that great gift and that great grace of baptism and glory be to God forever.